You're listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host, Tommy Casabona. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast show coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank all you guys so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. This is episode one. Hopefully you heard episode zero where we got you a little bit familiar with what we're going to cover, some of the topics we're going to, and just a little bit general feel or vibe of where the show is going to go. In this episode, episode one, I have my friend, my buddy Chris on. We rehash a cruise that we took in March of 2015. It was March, right? Yeah. March of 2015, it was one of those debaucherous debaucherous cruises now we talked about this i want to give a couple of disclaimers before we play the interview um the purpose of the interview was to basically let you guys know uh what kind of trip we had how much fun it was uh the crazy some stories and stuff like that but also to give insight in the midst of that give some insight of what the actual cruise ship the norwegian gem was like what it was like cruising uh in the i guess the what we were looking for out of that cruise was more of a party cruise. Now that's another uh, – we're talking disclaimers here. I don't want this to kind of come off like we're doing all booze cruises, you know. This show is going to cover family cruising. It's going to cover couples cruising. It's going to cover singles cruising. All of the above, uh, this cruise definitely. And when you go on a cruise with Chris and some of these other people that I were on the ship with uh, this time – it absolutely goes in the booze cruise direction, but and that's what we had and that's what we talk about. But in there, even if you're not into that whole thing, you will find some helpful information regarding the ports, regarding the ship itself, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Also, like I said in episode zero, I am not a professional broadcaster, and I'm going to eventually stop saying that because you guys don't care. It is what it is, and we're all going to listen and be a part of this whole thing together. The whole interactive thing is definitely what one of my goals are for the show as a whole is I want to hear back from you and I want it to be more of a conversation than a just you know me just spewing out random helpful hints on cruising which we've all seen over and over again uh, I want to deep dive into some things a little bit more kind of like I say long form there it's not a perfect interview I'm still learning I'm definitely listening to every show and I hope learning from every show what I did well what I did poorly what needs to be fixed from a content standpoint from a guest standpoint from an editing standpoint Chris I could tell you he was great he he has I don't think he has any experience as far as uh you know uh on air reviewing or anything but you know he he did very very well and it was a very very fun conversation it was fun giving you guys the information that we gave out and it was also fun Reliving such a great time and a great cruise that we had uh, on that beautiful, beautiful nine-day Norwegian Gem cruise out of New York City on uh, uh, in 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 March of 2015. Well, again, without further ado, I'm gonna play the interview. Thank you again so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoy it. Sit back and enjoy our recount of our wild and wacky cruise on Norwegian Gem. There's a place where the boat leaves from and takes away 
And ladies and gentlemen, we're here with my buddy Chris Cancel. Chris Cancel, who's actually a captain aboard an Italian uh, cruise. I'm actually kidding. That's not true. Chris is a uh, bartender in New York. Chris, say hi to everybody. How you doing, everybody? Chris and I and two other of our friends and a bunch of friends that we made along the way now went aboard. It was probably a year or so ago, but we thought for purposes of, uh, I guess, talking about the ship, talking about the cruise line in general, talking about, I guess, a lot of the ports that we visited, we're going to basically rehash the cruise we went on. So me, Chris, and two other people we work with, Nick and Marie, we decided to take a uh, trip, and it was kind of interesting in the beginning because we were originally booked on which ship was it we were originally on? A Quantum. The, oh, that was yeah, the Royal Caribbean, right? Yeah, the, one of the first sailings out of New York. Yeah. Yes, for the new ship from Royal Caribbean, Quantum of the Seas. If I remember correctly, what happened was they started messing around with the itinerary on that one, right? Yeah, exactly. They changed. It was supposed to be, I think, three stops, and then they ended up making it two. Exactly. And the, the see, with these new ships, I think, too, as well, with the uh, – because this thing, basically, you had the Oasis and the Allure, which came out way back. You know, now it's way back, but in, like, 2009, 2010. This ship was maybe not quite as big as those, but it was supposed to be the most technologically advanced ship uh, in the world. So I think what they do with those ships where they're trying to make a lot of money on, they're trying to keep the itineraries pedestrian by nature just so they can kind of keep you on the boat and keep you spending money, I think, right? Yeah, I would think I would think that would be uh, definitely a good reason why they would do it. Yeah, I think it was, it was definitely San Juan, and it was definitely uh, Labadee, Haiti, and I think one of them was going to get cut short, I think, and... Uh, I think due to I, I forgot what the circumstances around it were, but either way, neither here nor there. So the the trip costs us thirteen hundred bucks each, because we were so upset with changing the itinerary, uh, not even being very excited about the itinerary to begin with. We really looked up to see what else was out there, and I just happened to come by a six hundred and sixty dollar Norwegian gem trip out of New York that was a ten dayer that went to four, I mean, of the most incredible islands you're ever going to go to. I mean, you, anybody who knows these places knows San Juan, St. Thomas, St. Martin, and Tortola were phenomenal. So I called up Royal Caribbean, and I found out that we were only eligible for half of the discount, which sucks. But at the end of the day, it was almost like if booking this cruise, which we knew was going to be way better, uh, was going to be a wash, it would still be worth it, I think was the thought process. And then, Chris, you, you found out that we were going to get drinks included with that. Yes. So, I mean, it was ridiculous. So we've jumped all over that, and I think it was a situation where, you know, we, ju we just felt like we would still, no matter, even though it wasn't a super ship or a mega ship or the newest and hottest and biggest, baddest ship in the world, we figured we'd just jump on it. So going into it, basically, we... Uh, we boarded the gem, and that's the thing. That's the trade-off, I guess, is the gem. Gem, yeah, Chris, you've you've been on the gem a couple of times, no? Yeah, last time was my second time. The year before with my family, yeah. Gotcha. And uh, we were familiar with the ship, and it's always nice to see a new ship or whatever. But going on the gem, this is going to be. Uh, it was going to be about the itineraries. It was going to be about us hanging out, being together. We had met some people on Facebook before who ended up become we became friends with as well. But uh, what do you what do you like most about the gym? Or what do you what are you comfortable most with about the gym? Uh, pretty much the fact that you know the the gym is 
pretty compact compared to a lot of these new ships. But um, everybody kind of meets in the same places, so you definitely get to meet people. Some of these big ships are like so, there's like a bar on one side and then there's a bar in the front, there's a bar in the back. So like you really might not even see a person at all, no matter how long you're on the boat. And uh, when you're when you're on the gem, everything's kind of compact. Everything's together. There's two bars by the by the pool. They do a lot, lot of things by the pool every day to try to get people involved and try to get people to you know meet meet each other, meet the crew. And uh, that's pretty much what made it a, a lot of fun. You got to interact with a lot of people pretty much every day. I totally totally agree. On some of those bigger ships, if we were on the Quantum, I mean, let alone the people that you meet, I mean, we probably wouldn't even have seen each other as much as we did. But the Gem is a great ship. I mean, a cruise is a cruise uh, to a certain point. But, yeah, that is the best part. And, and another thing about the Quantum, the whole pre-sailing process, I get what they were trying to do. But I remember – you must remember me talking to you because we were communicating every day at work and stuff like that. But, I mean, having to book everything in advance and having to plan your entire cruise before you even get on the ship – you know, they say, all right, well, it's going to enhance your experience. If they, they asked you, they said, yo, if you could work with us with this, you're going to have an amazing trip. But honestly, that's not why I cruise. I cruise because I want to do whatever I can do, whatever I want to do at any time. I mean, it's probably the same for you, right? Yeah, definitely. Like uh, having to plan everything out. Who knows? You know, maybe like we said before on the gym, you know, we meet a bunch of people. We might want to hang out till like nine o'clock, but we got reservations, you know, at eight o'clock, eight thirty. And so we're not even going to be able to, you know, do what we want and hang out, you know, with new friends or hang out with each other. We had to do everything beforehand. So it kind of would have put us back, you know, as far as what we wanted to do uh, if we met new people. And the gem was awesome for that. We got to plan everything whenever we wanted. 100% agreed. And like, I get I get the whole aspect of just being on a mega ship, and I, I still do eventually want to get on a mega ship. I really want to get on one of the, the Oasis or even what's that? Oh, the new one is uh, the Harmony. That's the biggest and baddest one coming out now. They say that's got all the components of the um, of the two big ships, but also the technologically advancements of uh, the technological advancements of Quantum and the uh, Anthem. So getting on the ship, I mean, the first day, we just knew this was definitely going to be the, uh, the the cruise for us. We basically had an impact. And ladies and gentlemen, Chris is a madman when he cruises. And uh, <laughs> the truth is, if you're cruising with Chris, I mean, I've never cruised with anybody who has actually, actually has catchphrases and stuff like that. He walks around, and I just see people we don't even know shouting out his catchphrases like day two. What were some of those again? Uh, it was like, in it to win it. I'm here for the people. Uh, it, was, it was just, it was, a, it was a crazy time. I'm walking around the ship and people I don't even know from wherever looking at us. Hey, in it to win it. We're here for the, and then Chris goes back. Oh, we're here for the people. So we're actually going to put the video out too. There's a video about how crazy it was. You know, we're on this, on this cruise cast, we're going to talk about all separate different types of cruises, including, you know, family cruising, relaxation cruising, world cruising, where it's a lot of, you know, uh, you know, maybe people uh, 50 and above. But the truth is, this was not that cruise. When we cruise, we kind of cruise to, uh, and I guess it's right what he says, we're kind of in it to win it. We kind of go in and we try to, you know, I don't really think a whole lot of people are drinking more than us on the ship. And uh, we're looking to get out there, get out into the open water. And uh, we're looking to have a good time. What's some of the other stuff specifically, I guess, 
that you also I guess I'll start. So stuff about the gem that I do like. Um, I really, really do like the fact that downstairs they have an area. When I went on the uh, Florida Georgia Line cruise, it wasn't necessarily billed as this, but on the uh, theme cruise I went on, they called it Bar City. And a lot of carnival ships, Royal Caribbean ships, you go in and, you know, you're walking from bar to bar. You're opening. It's almost like brick and mortar outside. You walk inside and you're in this bar. Uh, with the gem, you go downstairs. I think it's deck two or three. And uh, you're basically, there's a martini bar, a wine and champagne bar, a whiskey bar. And the bars are separate, but the common area where you hang out is all together. So that's the place to be early part of the night before you get to bliss, maybe a couple of after dinner drinks. And I like the fact that you're going to see everybody in that one area. Were you, did you like that too, Chris? Or no? Uh, yeah, no, to be honest, it was, it was actually really cool because that's where, you know, you got to meet some of the different crowds. Like I was used to hanging out, you know, at the pool bar with, you know, a younger crowd, but you know, we would walk in over to that martini bar, even that cigar bar that they had, and um, you just got to meet older people, and they're like, oh, you, you're the guy that's, you know, throwing the party on the ship, <laughs> I see, you know? So you got to meet a lot of different people other than your your certain dynamic that you were looking for. If you were looking to hang out with 20-year-olds or, you know, 30-year-olds uh, or 40-year-olds, but you might meet some guy that, you know, he's 60 and he's having a good time, you know, drinking his whiskey in the corner. And he just starts, you know, telling you about all the stuff you did that you might not even remember. Absolutely. Uh, some of the other stuff that I, and you're talking about, that cigar bar, that was right next to that French bistro. Um, we pretty much made a good run. The thing about Norwegian and the thing about Norwegian you do like is the food. And the thing you don't like about Norwegian is the food. Because options, you love it. You know what I mean? You love the fact that you could do Italian one night, Brazilian steakhouse the next night, French one night, the regular dining room another night. But the truth is the food, it's not this food is not blowing you away on Norwegian. But it's the the variety is is great. Another thing I liked about the gem is the Spinnaker Lounge, and I think that's kind of fleet-wide. I think they have the Spinnaker uh, a lot. The, fin the, the Spinnaker Lounge is it's it's almost like you'd compare it to what Carnival's Comedy Club room is. It's a multi-purpose, uh, multi-use room that does have a dance floor. It's not quite the nightclub, but they do a lot of a lot of shows and a lot of uh, fun interactive games that uh, scavenger hunt was a blast and there's so much to do whether it's you know a just full-out live band live show with the with the house band uh who was phenomenal or whether it's bingo whether it's the scavenger hunt whether it's a second city comedy i liked what was coming out of that spinnaker lounge me personally at least anyway what else what else did you really kind of vibe off of on the gym to be honest it was you know the atrium when we went it was march madness they had the games on so we were there sitting at the uh the coffee bar actually in the atrium where they do the uh the espresso martinis kind of sort of like a hybrid starbucks but a bar at the same time um and we were just sitting there you know watching the games whenever you know we were just hanging out or it might have been a little too windy outside because the boat was cruising pretty quickly uh that was pretty cool because you got to see people from you know all different places you know cheering on their teams um i have to agree with you the spinnaker lounge was cool because they had Pretty much it was all purpose. It did everything. They had the big white party in there because it was bigger than Bliss. Bliss is not too large. Um, so having the white party there, everybody's dancing all in the aisles. They have the bigger dance floor. Uh, 
It's kind of also like a game room for adults. They have the, you know, the casino arcade game type things. Um, the casino was pretty fun too. Uh, I didn't play much. Kind of saw people, you know, walking out of there, pulling their hair out of their head. But uh, Guilty. Overall, it was a good experience. <laughs> I figured, I, I was positive the first thing you were going to say was bliss. Because, yes, while uh, Chris was a bit of the mayor of the ship, uh, <laughs> there was there was one place... There was one place your nights were ending every night, and uh, you you kind of ran bliss at the end of the night. Well, yeah, it, that's true, but also because it was the same ship I went on the year before, so I knew like pretty much all the staff, you know, uh, seeing you know the uh, the guys at the uh, Bali bar by the pool. They would be you know at, at bliss at night. Um, they would be at Spinnaker during the uh, like the more party type nights instead of uh, whenever they did the games. Um, so I was pretty familiar with a lot of the staff. So like, I, I kind of had a, I had a pretty good time, but if you were looking for me, you probably found me on the floor or on a bed in bliss at about two thirty. <laughs> a thousand percent. That's the thing. I don't know, man. Bliss, bliss. I, I wasn't so into bliss. I've been on the gym three times and I don't know, that room freaks me out, man. You walk in there, it's late night. It's, it's always late. It's always dark, and you got these weird beds. Who the hell knows what went on on those beds? Uh, who the hell knows what you're going to walk into that was on, uh, that is going on currently on those beds and those weird statues that you freaking, I don't know. I, whatever. I, 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 Bliss is not my favorite atmosphere. Of course, I did end up there because, you know what, that's where the, uh, that's where the crowd was headed. But another great thing about the gym itself Billy the piano guy was ridiculous. I mean, that guy, I have no idea how he's on a cruise ship. The guy could freaking hit these notes and play every song that you can mention. And, yeah, I know. I know the whole game. They're all their professional musicians. They all should be able to do that. I don't know. I've seen pian pianists in bars. I've seen a, this guy was a little bit on the next level. Not that I'm a freaking, uh, you know, scout for a record label or whatever, like I know. But to me, he, he, was, he was on a different level. And um, that uh, Jamaican reggae band that just floated around those three components entertainment wise musically just popping around the ship at different times man i i, I don't i don't ever recall seeing three more talented musical components on a ship we were lucky to have we were lucky to have all of them do me a favor from the start talk a little bit about marty marty wow. <laughs> yeah well, you didn't think we were going in on marty on this did you? <laughs> um man marty marty is uh something to behold man you know he's, he's an older guy but he just like loves to party you know he's a cruise lifer he's probably been going on cruises for 20 30 years already but his whole uh, but his whole his whole situation how he kind of got the page going and then where he ended up staying and stuff like that and just just yeah, this whole um he basically started a facebook page and then i guess you looked it up because you invited me to it um and then basically a whole group of people met up he, um, he would he would he would begin the interaction on the page, and then we saw a little bit of how he does it, basically from his page with his with his Jello shots and stuff like that, and and getting going. And he was I mean that's part of the cruising experience, ladies and gentlemen. You know we're gonna go nerd alert again, but the truth is is that you know when you go on these cruises, it's not just about the seven days that you're on or nine days, three days, whatever it is that you're on these cruises. 
I mean, you start the process, whatever. Whenever you book, there's usually a page. Either it's Cruise Critic or, or Facebook. There's always something out there where you can start interacting with the people. And you could already tell, you know what, who you're going to vibe with more, who's going to be like, you know, a person that, you know, they're just looking to hang and hang out. They're celebrating an anniversary or this one's ready to rage out. Um, Marty was a little of both. He was he was definitely, like you said, um, a little older than us, but he was definitely a ringleader type guy. And from the start on Facebook, you know, we this, the type of guy you knew we were just going to kind of have a pretty good time with, you know? Yeah, definitely. He was actually... When I first met him, when we first got on the boat, I saw him. I was like, hey, Marty. He's like, oh, yeah, you're Chris. Like, he knew who I was. He was like, oh, listen, come to my room. Come hang out with us. You know, we're right up there, right up top in one of the presidential suites, basically. He's got the freak. This guy somehow manages to get the suite of the entire ship. And what he basically has is, uh, and I don't know. I don't know, what his, well, I don't know what his situation is. I don't know how he got it. I don't know what his deal is. But he he's basically... He goes, yeah. He looks up. There's our, there's my room right there, and you look up above the entire Lido deck, above the restaurants. It has an outdoor area. It's got its own jacuzzi, and we were lucky enough to surprise him. Oh, that was his birthday, right? Yeah. So on his yeah. birthday, his wife actually rounded us up, a bunch of us, to come up in the haven, and basically wake him up for his birthday and then they throw us right out which i understand it was late but he was sleeping we 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 he's basically got the presidential digs and we could always see when we're hanging out in the beginning of the crew we just look up i didn't marty come out yet and we could just see him and it was like we would look up at him it was like he, he'd be like watching over his kingdom and then he, you know then he'd come out to hang out with the commoners and you know but you know just a guy like that kind of really really enriches the whole experience we're actually booked on another one coming up and uh, we're already starting that process again. We're on a uh, October 16th Carnival Live sailing featuring Sam Hunt out of Miami, going to Cozumel, Ocho Rios, Jamaica, and Grand Cayman. But uh, I guess let's get into the ports quick. So where do we end up first? San Juan, right? Yeah. Chris, Chris can talk best about this. Uh, he, uh, he had some family there, and we had a good time in San Juan, right? Yeah, definitely. We uh, we kind of since we got in a little later in the day, like normally you you would stop in on a port at about like ten, eleven o'clock. We got there about two, three, and uh, that was probably one of the shorter islands, uh, one of the shorter ports that we had, you know, to spend time in. So uh, we basically, as soon as I got off the ship, I called family. They live, you know, a couple miles away. They drove down. Uh, we went to uh, Senor Frogs. At Senor Frogs, we met all the people that we met on the ship already. Uh, partied out, pretty much got loaded. Um, and then we couldn't find you. Yes, because I was off on my own little mission. We were, we, there was, we went to we went eat. We sat down at, um, I forgot the name of that restaurant. Rices. Rices? Yeah. Okay. So we ate there. Uh, and it was pretty good. You know what I mean? I don't know if it, I think it was more of like more hype than anything else because a lot of people were blowing it up. But we did eat. We got a decent meal. I think that was more like the the cruise the cruise tourist trap. Um, but then, yeah, like you said, Chris uh, met up with his family a little bit. We went and we walked over to the forts. Me, Nick, and Marie. Right? You you yeah. a fan? So I always recommend if you haven't been to San Juan. Go see the forts. I honestly think, and I'm, I'm, I'm I really should know this. Cristobal and the other one, 
Crystal Ball is nice, but it's not my preferred one. If you walk close, the one that you see when you're actually sailing in, it's one of the coolest islands, probably definitely the coolest island uh, to cruise into, actually. Just the whole view coming in. You see the castle. You see the fort. You see the cannons and stuff like that. Uh, it's a great view as you're rolling in uh, to port into San Juan. But the fort that I recommend, I wish I remember the name, but it's the one that's not Cristobal, the other one. You get a beautiful view of the city. You're kind of elevated a little bit. There's this big, huge green courtyard where there's a bunch of people taking pictures. I don't know what it is over there with the kites. They love the kites. Kites all over the place. Uh, and then you really get a really, really, really good view of the sunset out there. And you just kind of, it's so, it's, it's just very, very peaceful. So that's what we did. And then when we went back, Nick and Marie met you at Senior Frogs. I took the coastal route walking back. And I bumped into something that Marie had searched online that she wanted and you obviously know about. And it was a, it was this truck where they have the Tre Plata. And holy crap, this sandwich was it, this sandwich was incredible. It was it was the size of my forearm. It's like oh this is great. I'm gonna eat half of this and then you know let them try the other half. No way I could eat the whole thing. I was finished with the first half, and then I thought for maybe like a split second about wrapping it up, and then that was over. I went on in the other half too, but that was delicious. So, I mean, there's a bunch of things to do in San Juan. There's a bunch of things. It's mostly walking stuff. If you're coming in on a cruise, pretty much staying in old San Juan. You know, just the cobblestone streets, the beautiful views of the sunsets, the forts. There's great, great shopping over there too. Chris, you know about it a little bit more from, you know, the residential part. But, uh, you know, for, for cruising when you only have like six or so hours, that's that's pretty much the gist of San Juan, would you say? Or is it – I did the Bacardi – the first time I ever went, I did the Bacardi factory, the tour. And I, yeah. I would that's a moneymaker. I would never do that again. They're just trying to, you know, pump you through the system. You look at a couple of, uh, you know, I guess whatever, the factory, and you don't even know what's going on. Some guy's giving you a guided tour, and it's done within 45 minutes, and they put you right to the gift shop and try to get more money from you. So I wouldn't recommend that. Um, what else What else is there in San Juan, Chris? Uh, San Juan is it's pretty much – there's definitely tourist traps because, you know, that's where every all the ships pull in. Um, but it's definitely great to walk around, you know, like you said, the cobblestone streets, the multicolored houses. Yeah. You definitely have the place where the, uh, the first pina colada was ever made. That's like up the street from where the ports pull in. Um, there's a lot of very, if you drift off a little bit, there's more very, uh, local restaurants, not just, you know, your, your typical, uh, places that are right by where the ships pull in. Um, so you you'll definitely see a little more local uh, flavor than just your typical places. Like you know, obviously they have like Burger King and stuff like that, Senor Frogs, McDonald's. But um, if you drift away a little bit more, you'll find some nicer stuff. But a lot of the things like you see on TV, like you know where they you know make the big you know full-on pig roasted for hours, that kind of stuff. It it's kind of far away. So you're not going to be able to really have much time to do anything else if you do go to those places because it might take you 45 to an hour to get there. And then to come back, it might take you the same amount of time plus the time you take to eat. And then before you know it, 
it's you know nine o'clock and you got to be back on the ship yeah and who knows how many drinks you got in you you're gonna if you're gonna get lost or you know what i mean you, i i definitely it's also the most protected place you know exactly want to make sure nothing happens of course that's their money and they they the other thing that i know you can do there that i have not done is the bioluminescent yeah the bio yeah so you can go there i know they have that i know that's probably seasonal or sometimes it's not available um but it's a beautiful just just visually it's a beautiful beautiful town i don't know i i'm sure there's beaches i like i said you know it more than me i haven't i haven't gotten my hooks into it as much because i've been there four times but it's always been cruising i'm sure there's beaches and stuff like that but i think the, from from a cruising standpoint i, I wouldn't i, I would kind of stick with especially if it's your first timer definitely if you're a first timer enjoy some of it we definitely get the the mafongo it's uh i can't i can't get enough of that i have to get that every single time and i do the same thing just like the pina coladas don't taste as good when you're on land as they do when you're on a cruise ship the mafango that you're going to buy in Queens, it doesn't touch the mafango that you're going to get in San Juan. And it may be just in my mind. It may be cooked the same way, but it's just the way it is. I'm sorry. But, yeah, San Juan was awesome, and we really had a good time. And I like the fact that it is a late port because, you know, on these cruises, you're pretty much usually sailing away in the middle of the day. It's the only time you could actually get a little bit of night action in there. I feel like, you know, you know, the neon lights are on and you're getting some drinks after dark. You know what I'm saying? All right, so the next stop up was was it St. Thomas? Yeah, so either way, St. Thomas, St. Thomas was next, and uh, up until this sailing, St. Thomas was pretty much always my favorite uh, port, and I think it still is because you know, obviously, you know, I have my little routine in in St. Thomas. There is tons of stuff to do. St. Thomas, which is cool, just like san juan oh by the way your cell phone works in both of those ports it's you're basically still in the united states of america yeah it's american territory it's not the continental you know usa but it is american territory so your phone works and that's a huge huge advantage because you know once that goes dark obviously we all know how reliant we've become on all that stuff but so st thomas first time i ever went to st thomas it was crazy because i was with a bunch of other friends and uh we missed our shore excursion and we were walking around St. Thomas not knowing what to do. All right, we lo- we, we missed our excursion because we were hungover from the night before, which has been known to happen here and there. But um, all of a sudden, this woman comes up to us, and she's like, follow me. I'll take you in my taxi, and uh, give me $20, and I'll take care of you for the day. For some reason, we said okay. <laughs> and uh, we all gave her 20 bucks, and it was the best $20 I ever spent in my life because she put us in an open air safari taxi and uh she uh we we had we did have some drinks we did stop at the hooters beforehand and we were loaded up um she just zooms us and zips us up these freaking hills every stop she made had an observatory and a one of the sickest views you'll ever see and a banana daiquiri bar and honestly not that this I condone this type of thing or anything, but I think she was drinking with us, and uh, we were just whipping around corners. It was like an adventure. So that's my routine when I go to St. Thomas. And uh, Chris, you got a little taste of that the last time we went. What'd you think? Uh, that was that was interesting because uh, we, uh, me and Nick went hard <laughs> the night before. Uh, so you were calling us the whole time and. Marie, I think, came banging on the door and was like, let's go. And then we met you at 
the Hooters. Yeah. What I do, what I do first, the whole first thing I get up because I know, like these guys go all night. And listen, I'm good. I can I can go, but at the same time. I like to get my days in. The days on the cruise ships are where it's at for me. You know what? How often do you get a chance to day drink in the middle of the week in paradise? So I make sure I'm up for the for the day stuff. I actually even go to the gym early, you know, for the first couple of days. And then the wheels fall off. But we won't talk about that. But um, I get up first. I go to this place, Badass Coffee. I love them because it's a Hawaiian-based coffee shop. They put the... They have the actual uh, coffee ice cubes, which I love, in the coffee. So when it melts, it's just more coffee. So it's awesome. So you're all charged up and caffeinated. I got my workout in. I got my freaking double iced coffee in. And then I go to Hooters because I know these guys. They go all night. You know what I mean? I don't go to 4 in the morning like they do, but they go all night. So I know I got to give them a few hours. So I'm in Hooters now, and I just have a start with the daiquiris. Then I start with the texts, texting these guys on the ship. Nothing, hour, nothing, an hour and a half. Now, my move is I'm still drinking daiquiris, and I don't do my first shot of Jim Beam until I get the first text back. So I start getting the text back, and then within a half hour, I know they're on their way. So what did, uh, so, so what happened at Ho- what happened at Hooters the last time uh, you showed up? Uh, I was wearing the John Daly pants. <laughs> yes, the Daly pants. And I took a picture with the John Daly photo because apparently that's his favorite uh, Hooters. I don't see why not. <laughs> and then uh, the drinking started. It, what was it? What were we drinking? Bud Lights and uh, and uh, Jim Beam shots. Literally, like as soon as we finished one, we just pounded another one. So we were pretty we were pretty ready to go within like a good hour or so. We were ready to have a good time. We bought the we bought the we bought the souvenir cups to have them yes, refill. I still have that. <laughs> And then, and then, oh, I almost got killed, right? Oh, yes. You almost got hit by the bus. One of those uh, safari. Was it a safari van or was it a bus? But uh, you were just walking along the sidewalk. And at that point, there wasn't a sidewalk. And so you were just walking really close to the building. And then this this vehicle, like, literally almost takes you out. And uh, it was a pretty uh, pretty funny experience because we, we kept laughing about it for a long time. Yeah, it would not have been funny, but it was over before I even realized what had happened, and it was terrifying to think back at it, but and how close it was. But yeah, there was no uh, there was no sidewalk, Chris, and there was there was there was no sobriety either on my part. So <laughs> that combination had me kind of stumble into the street, and it was quiet. So this car came zipping around the corner, and I yeah, I almost I almost that uh, was almost. I mean, if you're gonna go though. Dr- drunk in St. Thomas may not be the worst. It would have kind of ruined your guys' trip, but you know, if you're gonna go, you know. So we get in the safari, and the thing is, we they test their sound systems before we get in the car because we know we're up. You know, we got the Hooters cup filled up to go, and we know we're about 10 minutes away from the first stop, which is Observatory and the Banana Daiquiri Bar slash gift shop, wherever they, you know, whatever they do. So we're basically telling these guys, we want to give you 15, 20 bucks, and we want you just to take us all around. And they knew it. They know 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 the deal already. So. We make them, all right, play your sound system because, you know, it's it's paradise. It's beautiful. You got the reggae music going. You're going up the hill. You're dodging branches because it's open air and you're hitting these trees. The You know, you have no idea who's dri- who the person is driving. You're just enjoying it. And there was that one shot in that video when you popped out of that car and you were like, holy crap. And you just overlooked the whole Megan's Bay. And it's, it's a freaking postcard. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely agree. With that. I've never seen bluer water than that in my life. Yeah, it's different when you get it from that high up on up on a view too. 
Um, so that's it. And then we went to St. Thomas. Uh, oh, no, we didn't go to Senior Frogs. We went to, uh, you know, St. Thomas has the Charlotte Amalie. And that's where a lot of stuff you could do is you have the Sky Ride that goes up to one observatory. You have the Senior Frogs that's right there. You have a lot of shopping and, uh, you know, a lot of the tours that you're going to go on, whether it's scuba diving or a bus ride to Megan's Bay, they leave out of there. So there's plenty to, plenty to do right there in port plenty of restaurants uh souvenir gift shops but we did this mountain you know mountaintop adventure ride and then you know we have a friend in saint thomas who used to work at senior frogs no longer works there but uh introduced us to another side of it which is also touristy but it's not cruise ship touristy it's called the red hook side of saint thomas and if you want to get away from the regular run-of-the-mill stuff there's a lot over there in terms of what what is going on in the states now in terms of craft beer you know gourmet burgers and stuff like that and some i don't want to call it eclectic because it's basically beach but you'll have a little bit more options and a little bit more stuff you could walk around and do and see over there we went directly to a resort to meet her i think i really don't remember much of that day but we went to a place called uh, sapphire beach which is in red hook and uh, same thing just amazing and then we got hit with this huge freaking rainstorm but that's it other than that in st thomas what else is there to do in st thomas uh what you hear a lot about is megan's bay you go to you go to megan's bay it's rated as one of the top five beaches in the world also uh what i hear is a must do that i definitely want to do at some point if i could get myself out of that routine that i love to do is you take a ferry over to st john and you go to trunk bay which i hear is kind of lately starting to replace megan's bay as the go-to beach in that area and as well there's a bunch of uh, beachside bars and stuff like that there's a national park over there as well i did a snorkeling in st thomas and that wasn't the best snorkeling we saw a couple turtles and maybe a jellyfish but it was nice to be in the water it was nice you know nice boat ride and stuff but the it's not known for its its diving anything else on st thomas from you chris or no uh, not that I know of. That was my first time, so like all that stuff was new to me. But um, it was great to kind of get away and go to go to Megan's Bay and get away from where like there's you know three ships full of people just walking around the same area, and uh, just kind of go over there where there's like you know there was like a nice little resort right there, um, the little tiki bar that was right there right by the water. Uh, that was definitely a lot of fun. And like you said, the rain came down, but that didn't stop us. Totally, totally. There's something, there's like a, um, there's some pirate stuff to do over there too, the th Thousand Steps, and then uh, you can visit Blackbeard's Castle if you're into that stuff. Um, there's definitely a cool little downtown strip where there's plenty of shopping as well. St. Thomas is probably the more, pretty much a built-up city. It's, I think it's, I don't know if it's the largest, but I know it's the most cultured, urbanized, built-up, whatever you want to call it, island in all of the Virgin Islands. The next day, we hit up St. Martin. Similar situation. I'm up and early, ready to go. I basically just hopped in on a tour. I just got in a van and just did a tour because I knew these guys were going to be a little, still still a little be, you know, catching up for the night before a little bit, sleeping, and I just basically got on a tour. I got out. They let you walk around a little bit. I started hiking up mountains. Um, St. Martin is divided into two sides. There's a French side and a Dutch side. There is no customs. There is no border patrol. It's an open border, but you legitimately are in two separate nations. And it is the smallest island in the world that hosts two separate nations. And they're only separated by uh, signs. What else about – it's weird, the dynamic too. In St. Martin, the Dutch side is a hardworking side. 
It's uh, looking to build up, looking to kind of get the industry going, trying to make it a little bit more of St. Thomas, a little bit more like, you know, going after those dollars and stuff like that. The French side is more of a relaxed. It wants to keep its simple way of life. You're not allowed to build any, any buildings above four stories on the French side because they want to keep the views of the beach and the water intact. I guess it's two different uh, sides to that island and two different uh, cultures and thought processes. And, uh, you know, in, in a lot of the cabs, they would tell me, you know, the Dutch people, uh, all the French people work on the Dutch side because that's where the jobs are. But it's kind of looked, it's kind of frowned upon for the Dutch side people to spend a lot of time on the French side. That's the feedback I got from a lot of the cabs. It's a little bit of, I don't want to, I don't want to say snobby because far be it from me to give the French a reputation for being snobby because that's just a, a ridiculous notion as I'm being sarcastic but it just seems like the way it is over there so I, I got a tour of both sides they have the highlights there are Orient Beach which is I mean you want to talk picture picturesque it's one of the most beautiful places on this earth I've ever seen in person or in a photograph it is a nude beach I got a nice picture of the sign that says nude beach and by accident I got a uh picture of about a 60 year old man with a bare ass standing right next to it unintentionally and uh so that's orient beach you also have maho beach which is the area where where the planes land you're right next to the airport that you fly into and you feel like you could reach up and grab the wheel of the planes that actually land right in front of you. And you there's a, it's like a tourist attraction where they have a chalkboard, tells you when every landing is going to come in. There's a bunch of bars and clubs in that area, and it's a good time. It definitely uh, is fun. You have a bunch of – you have a fort actually on the French side. There's, there's a fort. And um, what else in St. Martin? Where's that place? The place we went to. What's that beach we went to? I don't know. Uh, it was actually right by where we, uh, where we docked. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, it was literally like maybe probably about if you did it by you know city terms, it might be about three or four blocks away from the ship. Yeah, and it's cool because you're in the water, you get a view of the ship, almost like almost like a little bit like you're doing Grand Turk. It's got a boardwalk, it's got ship, uh, it's got uh, shops and stuff like that. M- Marie. <laughs> Marie was comparing it to Venice Beach. I think she was a little hard on it by saying that, but it still had blue water. I got a jet ski. Chris thought I was going to um, back to St. Thomas. You also tried to steal meat from one of the restaurants when you saw the crew. <laughs> oh, I did? I don't That I don't remember, but I believe you. Didn't you get a little pampering on the beach too? Yeah, Nick and I, uh, we got we got some uh, massages from uh, some very lovely ladies <laughs> who literally fought over the chance to massage our feet. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, we did, did we did the jet skis. We did that. We got the massages, you know, up and down the leg with the with the aloe. Yeah, but and that wasn't that wasn't expensive at all. But it felt really good to get pampered like that. To be honest with you, if you try to get that on the ship, you're paying you know a couple hundred bucks. Exactly, Chris. You're leaving out a detail though. Uh, <laughs> didn't at one point you had a woman for each foot? Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. That's because they were fighting, and I was just like, you know what, both of you just stop arguing with each other and just do it. They're both sitting back to, and, and, and you know, no offense to these women, they, they, you know, there's good food on the island, they're very well fed, they're, and they're sharing Chris's, uh, the, the base of Chris's chase lounge, sitting back to back, fighting with each other, while they each massage one of Chris's feet, as Chris just kicks back and unloads on a red stripe. That definitely happened. Yeah. <laughs> 
and there was no complaints. So that's that's pretty much St. Martin. What else have I heard about on St. Martin that you should do? By the way, I want to say this too. Like on St. Martin, there's some of the most beautiful, beautiful yachts I have ever seen. And while this guy, I must have taken probably three or four cabs. Uh, one one was a tour. One was back and forth from Maho Beach, and then another one was back to the ship. And what I what I say about St. Martin and why it crept up a little bit better on, higher on the list than St. Thomas for me was that I got a lot of information from these cab drivers, and they they were so happy to talk about their island. They were so happy to talk about you know the crime rate and stuff like that. St. Thomas is a great. Now, granted, it's it's paradise, St. Thomas, but you gotta know where you're going in St. Thomas. You can't fall too far off the beaten path where you know what in san juan you might get robbed if you walk up there in st thomas you might get shot and killed there's parts of st thomas that murder is everywhere so you got to watch out st martin is the opposite of that every cab driver is just gushes with pride of their island they just talk like they just glow about it actually when i was trying to come back to you guys to pick you up because I knew, you know, you guys were sleeping in a little bit. We got caught at a, uh, a one of those drawbridges where they run the yachts through. Chris, it was probably, they probably ran 40 or 50 yachts past us. And it was 35, 40 minute wait to where I was like, all right, what the hell's going on? But one yacht after the other was just, I mean, these, I mean, it was all, they were almost like mini cruise ships. And every single time the cab driver was just, gushing oh my gosh look at this one this one's gotta be five million dollars look at the look at the bow on that one he you know they just live life with such a passion down there and they live in paradise and the good thing to know is that they know it you know what i mean they, they appreciate it so what else in in saint martin is there to do you got maho beach you got the french side dutch side tour you got orient beach you definitely gotta see it's kind of it. I guess that's – and then the beach we went to was cool. It was definitely more of the tourist one. It was definitely more convenient, but it was still beautiful just the same. Moving on, Tortola. You didn't get off the ship for Tortola, did you? No, because we were leaving really early too. Right. And we and it was starting early. So if we were going to do anything like with you guys, you guys wanted to go do the uh, the hot springs or whatnot, uh, we would have to be like off the ship by like 8 o'clock and, you know, that wasn't happening. Exactly. You know, that that's true, especially with those, you know, 4 a.m. blitz nights. So I get it. But um, me and uh, the other person we were with, Marie. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to lie to you. If it wasn't for Marie, I would have blown this one off, too. But we decided to do the Virgin Gorda, the baths. They have the baths there. And I will say, A, like I said, I would not have done it if it wasn't for Marie. And I am so glad that I did do it because... You know, they have them around. You know what I mean? They're all over the place in certain islands throughout the Caribbean and other parts of the world. But these just natural caves made up by rocks that are formed over hundreds of thousands of years that are somewhat exposed when the tide is low. I mean, fully exposed. I mean, fully exposed when the tide is low. You're basically walking through and it was two i was hungover too believe me i drank every day just like you just not as late <laughs> but we're marching through this forest as you saw in that last uncut video i did you see we're just marching through and i just did a little snippet of it but it's about like a 15 minute hike through this like rainforest and then you get it opens up and then you're in the baths and just springs and waterfalls and just rocks and natural like 
covers and caves and stuff and it was it was beautiful and then afterwards they have like the uh i guess what they call the gift shop area or whatever it has a pool it, it's elevated so it overlooks most of the island of tortola tortola was beautiful man and it, it, it was a it was like a 35 minute ferry ride to get there too off the ship so it was a tender but you don't have to tender to the island you just get right on the tender that speeds you right over to the virgin gorda and it was beautiful and that's the port. So this is a long podcast, but it was a long cruise. So I guess that's what it is. Any other highlights of the cruise in general that you uh, kind of – or anything else about the gem that you want to kind of maybe get out there so people know about when they get on it? Any maybe hints or, or anything we can come up with? Uh, definitely what I would do if you're, like, undecided about where you want to eat as far as the specialty restaurants – like you guys did the the hibachi spot, which uh, looked like that was. Oh good. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, they have one of the days. I don't know if it's like the second day at sea or something, where they uh, they have like by the pool early in the day, probably like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, where they bring the, a different cook from all the different restaurants, and they threw out you know something special about that restaurant, something special about the other, and you got a little taste of what each one was in case you were undecided about which specialty restaurants you want to do and to be honest the specialty restaurants weren't even that you know uh crazy as far as like they you know spoiled you or like they the food was amazing like you said but uh even the the regular restaurants that are included they were they were pretty awesome um you know they might not serve steak every day but maybe out of the 10 days or the, the nine nights you're out you might get steak three times you know so it's not really like you're gonna be deprived of red meat they have great cooks great it's great food and you know like when we had the drink package you get your little glass of wine with your meal or whatnot um so that was actually pretty cool too because some people just feel the need like oh yeah that's the italian place you gotta go there to get pasta or you have to go to the steakhouse uh, just to get steak but the other restaurants do serve those things just not every day they serve them you know like i said two or three times on the on the whole uh trip thousand percent and we'll go back to what you first said about that um the outside thing now am i remembering that correctly uh the way i remembered it was it was it was a pretty i didn't remember the day where they did the whole like a lot of them i know a lot of the cooks came out but a hundred percent is a hint is a helpful hint when they do that outdoor barbecue and it's not just like a taste thing like you can go in you know what i mean like you yeah. you, you know you you're not necessarily just sampling a little bit here a little bit to so you can decide what you have for dinner they come out with a freaking 120 gallon drum and there's the rice and then they got uh maybe a six foot by six foot grill there's the sausage then they got the salads, the vegetables, the everything, and you're basically at a freaking family barbecue on steroids. And yes, I think I ate right before that because I didn't know it was coming out. Well, if you go in the gym, make sure you ask the crew what day they're doing that cookout so you do not eat before that because you're absolutely right, Chris. That was freaking phenomenal. A couple of highlights I'd make note of, and just maybe even if it's a recap, if I said this already before, if you're on the gym. I definitely recommend you go to that white party because that's when everybody's kind of, you know, the most hyped up. It's kind of everybody getting it in for that last night and this and that. So I would definitely go to the white party. Definitely get a team together and do the scavenger hunt. It's funny as hell. It seems cheesy. It seems corny. It's an adult scavenger hunt. The, the, the stuff they make you do is is kind of hysterical. The entertainment aboard the gem, uh, 100%. 
over the top. Uh, I, I loved every minute of it. It's a modest ship. It's not a ship that's, you know, the Royal Caribbean has the wow. You know, that's their freaking thing. Wow. It's not necessarily a wow factor ship, but the entertainment is phenomenal. There's plenty of uh, space on the decks if you want to hang out. The space is good. The flow is good on the ship. And uh, I, I, I guess that's about it. I think if you look and, and, and the rates out of the, for the gem out of New York City are usually they usually crush everybody especially since you can get the drink package if you upgrade to and you don't even have to always do it on certain sailings they make you upgrade to a uh, you know an outside window cabin but not always right i don't think i think sometimes they give it to you just you know just for the inside as well right yeah uh i know especially like in the winter when it gets a lot colder um they really try to uh to push it on any room because you kind of you're going to kind of lose like two days because you're gonna be sailing when it's cold, um, but uh, that makes like sense. When I went with the, when I went with you guys. We got the porthole room, and they said you had to get one with some type of view to get the package included. So we did that, um, and then the year before, it wasn't included at all. You had to pay for it day by day, and uh, I was the only one that did it out of my family that went, and that one went to. Uh, the Bahamas, which is neither here nor there, but um, that was the seven day during the summer that goes on now. And then now I believe in October or, or uh, November, it starts going back to the 10 day that we did. Absolutely. And we're eventually we're eventually going to do our show about drinking on board, and that's going to include all things packages, you know, drink packages you can get. That's going to include all things about pricing and stuff like that. It will also include any Bon Voyage book. Carnival offers a Bon Voyage package where you can buy a bottle before you get on the ship. And I'll also give my tutorial on how to sneak booze on the ship. Listen, it's the real world. Times are tough. We got to do what we got to do. Anyway, that's pretty much it as far as the gem. Definitely, I think it's in, in from, from both me and Chris. It's a definite thumbs up. While we were definitely more on the partier end of it, I will... Uh, vouch for the gem in terms of family stuff in terms of how they take care of the kids i mean you know chris was running away from spongebob the whole entire cruise still having nightmares (laughs) (laughs) spongebob seemed to be everywhere so there's definitely stuff for the kids for you know retirees for everybody and again uh everybody who's on that ship with us i think had a great time i had no complaints whatsoever i'm excited coming up for our next cruise uh i think this one's going to be uh even better it's a little shorter but it's going to two ports that i've never been to and uh it's on a ship that i'm also very very familiar with which is the uh carnival splendor and that's about it i'm pumped i'll pump the cruise with you again buddy yeah i'm definitely ready for it too man this is gonna be a good one absolutely thanks for coming on chris i appreciate you being part of the show and thanks everybody we'll see you next time takes away a little your big problems you could worries you could drop them in the blue ocean but you gotta get away to where the boat is from take one part sand one part sea and one part shade of a nine on tree and the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot and i know this is the place for me get away